The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it's me and we're back for another exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show, the show in which we are all trapped inside the house trying to trying to stay virus free, trying to uh, not spread the virus, but it's all good. We're all happy to do our part in all the things that have ever been asked of us in the entirety of the uh, civilization. The idea that we have to be, we have to be inside, we gotta watch TV, we gotta order food, we gotta do these things. These things are all great, it's all easy. This is the easiest sacrifice anyone has ever been asked to make. Unless, of course, you're out of work. In which case, I understand completely your frustration, I understand completely your pain, and I, I hope that that all gets worked out well, but at a... Uh, at any rate, we're all here. It's all good in the hood. I hope that everybody's doing well. Hey, man, I got I got a lot of good feedback on the last episode, and I definitely uh, appreciate that. It means it means a lot to me. I gotta I gotta be honest, man. I'm a bit of an egotist, and feedback is what what feeds the beast. That's what that's what keeps the show going. To be honest, if you guys if you guys keep letting me know what you think, if you guys keep retweeting, if you keep liking and doing all that stuff, it uh. It motivates me to keep going, and I realize that's not, like, the coolest thing ever. You're supposed to be, like, very uncaring and very whatever, but I'm I'm not that at all. I I care very much. Let's start off the show with um, something I like to do. We're going to... We're going to do a bit of an unboxing. It's an unenveloping, actually. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, like, doing the scissors? I'm cutting through the envelope. I'm getting into it to um, open up. Let's see. There is a uh, there's a business card in here from let's see, Family Legacy Estate Sales, Estate Sales and Liquidation. Jeffrey Lundblad, owner and appraiser. Here's all of his info, and on the back it says, "We specialize in coin coins." It says, "We specialize in coins, toys, comic books, and militaria and silverware." That's awesome, dude. I I appreciate that. Um, I don't know if you want to ship a vintage uh. A vintage G.I. Joe. You know, it's a Joe. It's always a Joe. I buy so many Joes lately because I've been home just doing doing whatever. I I honestly look at it like a show expense. I've gotten so into, like, opening stuff up with you guys that I gotta have something. That's how that's how I make it make sense to me. But, um, I, I always think it's like, this is like a toy from back in the day, dude. You gotta, you gotta put it in a box. I sell stuff, too. And I always use a box. But at any rate, I... And then it's like it's wrapped in a small piece of, um, paper here. Let me, let me snip through this. Snippy, snippy, snip, snip. Um, snipping into it. I don't know, man. I hate, like, this is the segment where you hear me criticize how other people rap. But I gotta, I gotta tell you, man, as a, as somebody who does this kind of stuff, I know what, um, what that's about. And here, here it is. We got... A 1986 Thrasher, G.I. Joe. He is a, uh, he's a Dreadnought, which makes him a member of Cobra. And he, uh, he's a dude that normally comes with a vehicle. I didn't want the vehicle. I'm not, I'm not a big vehicle collector. Let's see, our homie has, he has green and black hair. And he has, like, uh, shoulder pads. Like, he's, um, like, he's one of the road warriors. Like, he's Hawker Animal with a belly shirt. What was up with this 80s deal? Of guys wearing belly shirts. I don't even know what that's about. But it's all it's all wild to me. I can't imagine like a dude wearing a belly shirt today. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should bring that back. But I I like them. I like the dreadnoughts. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get all of them. I think right now I am missing uh, Road Pig. I know that. And then is there one called Zanzibar? Who's like a, he has like a pirate gimmick, I think. I th- I know I'm missing him as well, but uh 
I like Thrasher. He looks pretty cool. Um, his hair, like, it's kind of rockabilly with a uh, green streak in it. There was this period of time, though, where, like, punk rock and rockabilly were kind of, they were kind of in the same circles. I got this, um, this homie called Ezra, who, uh, he's like, he's like a rockabilly guy right now. But back in the day, he was like an old school punk. And I, I see that a lot. When you, when you look at some of these rockabilly groups, like, I don't know, like the Stray Cats, you can sort of, kind of see, like, a punk influence in, in, in that, like, they're almost sort of like punk rock dudes, but they're, like, punk rock dudes who have pompadours instead of, uh, Liberty Spikes or whatever. Uh, Thrasher comes with an interesting weapon. It's, like, it's kind of sort of like a lacrosse stick, but inside of the stick, instead of a net, there's, like, a metal orb, like a spiky metal orb. I like that. I, I don't know, my homie's kind of like a rockabilly road warrior type dude, which is... Which is cool, those are two things that I don't mind all that much combined into one, so I, I can't complain too much. Let's, uh, let's see what my G.I. Joe guide has to say about Thrasher. Thrasher was the uh, Thunder Machine driver, he comes with a lacrosse stick. Another member of the Dreadnoughts, Thrasher's prototype names were Basher, Mean Streak, Bash, Mick Farrell, and Cruncher. I like Mick Farrell, not like... Not like the Farrelly brothers, the director is more like feral, like a feral cat that's wild. He drives the Thunder Machine, and according to his prototype dossier, Thrasher was a much more insidious character in his formative years, where he was spoiled rotten by his middle-class family. So, dude's kind of a poser. Like, he came up, but then he, uh, turned Dreadnought. This was, this was a good year for Dreadnoughts, 1986. You have Zorana and Xandar... And Monkey Wrench were also created. It was a good year overall. There's like Sapantor came out that year. That was the year that the bats were introduced. My homie Esqualito hit me up the other day. And he let me know that like the price on bats, on G.I. Joe bats, is going through the roof. And that's not hard to believe, man. That's not hard to believe at all. They're they're really dope figs, the bat. I I have one. Who's in pretty good shape. He still has his lenticular sticker. The bat is the uh, battle android trooper. He was like a cobra robot, like a like a mindless cobra war robot. What was what was really neat about him was he had a his hand could be removed and it had different attachments. One was like a claw, one was like a hand, one was like a laser or like a flamethrower. I wouldn't mind having like a couple other new bats for my posse, but, um, this Link dude sent me, they're selling for, like, 120 bucks, dude, that's, that's bananas, let's, uh, let's investigate that further, why don't we go onto the online right now and investigate the, uh, the current price on a Cobra Bat, we'll see if we can, um, if we can get one, 1986 Cobra Bat, let's see, uh, what we'll do is we'll see ending soonest, we'll see if, like, we can jump in there and snipe Snipe an auction right now. Here's one going for 36 bucks. That's, there's not a lot of even like good condition ones. Like right here at the, uh, at the world's largest online marketplace, eBay. It looks like the, even the accessories are expensive. Like his hand, the extra hand are going for like 12, 13 bucks. Let's, uh, let's look at some solds right now. And that'll, that'll give us an idea. Not even that many are in great condition. You know what? It's the sticker that is driving the value. Without a sticker, you could probably get one for 20 bucks. They have a lenticular sticker in the middle of their chest. And it looks like that is prone to fall off. If you don't want the sticker, 
They're definitely cheaper, but with that sticker attached, they go for 75, 85, 95, 100 bucks. That's that's the driving force. A lot of people are selling uh replacement stickers, but they don't look lenticular. They look like they're just like they're just uh, labels. You know what I'm saying? Like lenticular, it's like you you wiggle it around and you can see movement. So there we go. At least we got to the bottom of a uh, of that mystery there. That's cool, you know, thanks for hitting me up. If you guys ever want to hit me up with like G.I. Joe price links, hit me up. I, I'm super interested in like how the market changes and how things how things fluctuate. The the main reason I got Thrasher is because he's just about the most inexpensive 80s Joe that there is. If you if you go down and you look like G.I. Joe complete, like you know, you want the complete figure with all the stuff, he he goes for like $10, $11. I think I paid $8 with free shipping for him. For whatever reason, he's very unpopular. But I, I think that I think that at this point, I'm kind of in the process of getting all the 80s G.I. Joes. I wouldn't say that this is like... I just dropped Thrasher. I wouldn't say that this is like some kind of like quest or whatever. And I'm, I may never even do it. I'm not that... I'm not that driven, but I... I'll take like any 80s. G.I. Joe. No problem. No problem at all. If it was like an 80s guy, early 90s guy, I'm I'm into it if the price is if the price is right. They all they all have a home with me. So Thrasher, he's like the cheapest one there is. And I honestly don't I, I think he's cool, man. I kinda like his Road Warrior motif. I I've definitely had figures that I've liked less. That is like totally, totally, totally a certainty. He's gonna He's gonna join my other dreadnoughts. He's gonna He's gonna have a home here with us. <laughs> Here's the Cobra Swamp Fire aboard it are Zartan sisters Zorana and their brother Xandar. Swamp Cutter changes color in bright sunlight. Takes to the air to continue the fight. And now you're looking at the Dreadnought's Thunder Machine. Dreadnought's Thunder Machine. Meanest machine you've ever seen. And it's time to get G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. Cobra Swamp Fire and Dreadnought's Thunder Machine with drivers sold separately. We're back. Big shout out to Thrasher. Big shout out to the Thunder Machine. I I was in the uh, bathtub the other day taking my Calgon soak. I, I haven't been able to find any Calgon due to the pandemic. I was using some watermelon scented bubble bath that I got that I got at the Dollar Tree when I was there. I picked up three bottles just to uh just to be on the safe side. If you can do that when you go to the store, pick up like a couple of whatever it is you're gonna get. I am not saying you should hoard. What I'm saying is you should try to limit your uh, trips to the store. So if you see something you want, if it's something you buy regularly, just try to think ahead. You know, try to save yourself those uh, unnecessary trips, unnecessary exposure to the contagion. But I I was in the, in the tub with my watermelon-scented uh, suds, and I, I started thinking about hot dogs. We'd eaten hot dogs the other day. There was this uh, place called Ozzy's Grill down the street, and I like to, I like to order from the local businesses lately, just to, um, you know, just to show my support, let them know that I'm, I'm thinking about them during the, the pandemic and whatever, so the wife and I ordered a couple of Frankfurters, they specialize in hamburgers, they have far and away the best hamburgers in Rickon Valley, if not the best hamburgers in all of Santa Rosa, but I, I was in the mood for a wiener, I didn't want, like, the full-on cheeseburger experience, a cheeseburger, it's like a big thing, my dude, it's huge. It's a lot of calories. It's a lot of whatever. I, I wanted something smaller. A wiener. Like a like a Frank. 
like a hot link. So I, I, I hit up their online ordering system and I, when I'm at the, at the place, right? When I'm at the place, I, I tend to just go, I'll have mustard, right? Because mustard is what you want on a hot dog. If you catch up on a hot dog, you're a heathen. But, um, I'll, I'll just say mustard, right? But when I was, when I was on the, uh, online, I saw they had like a complete list of all the things you can have put on your hot dog. What happens is when I get in line, I get to the front and I'm looking up at the menu and it's not like the menu is confusing or whatever, but I, I get anxious because there's always other people in line and the kid at the counter is like waiting for me to order and I just go, I'll have mustard. But in the, in the online world, I had more time to like look at the different options of stuff I could get and I could really, I could really ruminate, right? That's what I was, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking, did I make the right decisions on that hot dog? Because I went in a direction that I don't normally go. And I want to, I want to talk about this for a second. I, I love hot dogs. I love a hot dog. Coming from Illinois, I got hot dogs in my blood, right? And normally, like I said, mustard, just pure mustard. But when faced with all these things, I'll let you know what I got. And you can tell me if you agree. I, of course, got mustard. Gotta have the mustard. But then I got sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is so great. It is so great on a hot dog. It brings me back to the days of living in Oaklawn, Illinois, where we would eat crazy amounts of sausage and crazy amounts of sauerkraut. Like this, this Polish sausage sliced up as sauerkraut was like a regular family entree back in the day. I really like, I have, I have like this taste for it. I love, I love sauerkraut. When we go to the uh, Schultz Ice Arena, the uh, Snoopy Ice Arena here in Santa Rosa, they have like this delightful little cafe inside that has the best hot dogs. And if you order a hot dog, they serve it in like, in like a dog bowl. Right, like a dog bowl like plate. It's neat. It's like um it's like a Snoopy special. And they, they have sauerkraut at the condiment bar, and I will always get some. It's just so great. The tanginess of the sauerkraut blends in with the hot dog in such an amazing way. It is the best. And while we're while we're talking about sausages, big shout out to my girl Sarah, the sausage terrian, um, Ohio's best food writer, food chef. Um, you can find her on I know you can find her on Instagram, Sagittarian. I, I, I definitely recommend that. She posts all kinds of neat pictures of mushrooms and things of that sort. But uh, I like the sauerkraut. I like the mustard. But this is where I went in a direction I don't normally. I got tomatoes. They added, like, these nice little diced up tomatoes on the on the side of the bun. And it was great. And then I also got onions, which I don't normally do because the onion kind of gives your boy, like, a tummy ache. I, I'm sensitive to the uh, to the onion flavor, but I love them. But this was, this was one of... The best hot dogs I've ever had in my life. It was just so great. It was amazing. The best hot dogs around Northern California, if you ask me, are in Vallejo at this place called Saks. It's a small little bitty hot dog stand, but the hot dogs there are just so great. I'll tell you, man, the wife and I are debating driving to Vallejo just to do a Saks run, grab a couple wieners, sit in the car, contact nobody like we're not going to go and go out and about and hit up some of our favorite Vallejo places because we got a bunch of little places in Vallejo that we like that we miss what I'm saying is we'll drive there order online curbside pickup sit in the car eat the hot dog drive home is that silly is that weird Vallejo's maybe 40 minutes from where we are let me know if you think that would be dumb let me know if you think that would be dangerous but I'm curious this is what I what I started thinking about I wonder what other people like on their hot dogs. Like, what do people like? I know people like ketchup. That's fine. I, I will judge you, but I won't hate you if that's what you like. Because we all have different tastes. It's all fine. There's 
There's plenty of room for variety in the world. But um, what else do you like? What else do you like? Are you guys into sauerkraut? The kraut is what makes the hot dog a hot dog to me. I hadn't had it as often as I would have liked since we moved to California. It feels like it feels like the kraut is harder to find here than it was there. I'm not saying it's hard to find. If you go to Safeway, you can find it in the jar. What I'm saying is like, if you get a hot dog at a place around here, there's not even a lot of places that really serve hot dogs. This is mostly like a hamburger taco kind of town. Not a hamburger taco, like a hamburger mixed with a taco. What I'm saying is hamburger comma taco. It's that kind of place. But um, if you but uh, if you guys had your way about it, and you can have anything you wanted on your wiener, what do you pick? Hit me up. Hit me up at IC Robots on the tweet. Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Let's have some hot dog talk, dude. I know we've done this in the past, but let's do it again. You know what else is great on a hot dog? Crumbled up potato chips. You break up a bunch of chips. You kind of tuck them in the side. And then, then like, you bite into the, uh, you know, the soft bun and the soft meat, the... Uh, it's like having breadcrumbs, you know, and it's just, it's great. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Power Records presents. Power Records presents. Power Records presents. This is the story of the black hole. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. It's swallowing comets, planets, even stars. The ship's robot. The deadliest force in the universe. Nothing can escape it. Charlie, the youngest crew member, had another surprise. Captain Holland, there's a ship sitting motionless on the edge of the black hole. It's not being sucked in. All right, crew, let's go down and have a look. Ordered the captain. Prepare to dock with a Cygnus. As the Palomino found the docking platform and gently landed... Don't take any chances. We don't know who or what to expect. I quite agree, Captain. Added Vincent. Better safe than sorry. The door opened to reveal a tremendous room full of computers. Just then, the crew looked up to see a red mechanical monster hovering above them. His sight panel glowed angrily as he advanced toward them. The dangerous red robot drew closer. A voice boomed from the shadows. Fret not. It is me, Iceberg 13, reminding you that I still exist. You were listening to the Stuck at Home show. We haven't seen the daylight in weeks. That's not um entirely true, but I think that what what is meant is that we haven't seen like the sunlight of like society, you know, the outside world. But that's fine, man. I don't I don't miss it. I don't miss it in any way. I, I do want to talk about the show schedule before we get too far into things here. Up until now, I've been doing three a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But I think that I think that the Monday show is becoming kind of uh hard for me to get into. Just because like during the week, I'm here all week. I'm like I'm like I'm by myself. It's just me. I'm I'm in quarantine. But the uh the old wife is considered essential personnel, so she's gone during the week. Right. But then on the weekend, she's home and we try to like, we try to do fun stuff. We try to, uh, you know, do whatever we can, toss the baseball around or go, go for walks or whatever. It's, it's important. It's important time for me. And I just, I can't seem to like really get the time to, um, work on the show during that period. So I think for like, for like the time being, I'm going to move to Tuesday and Thursday. I think that that is very easy for me to keep up with. I, 
I work on it every day. It's no big deal. I, I think that basically what I'm saying is like when I'm when I finish an episode, I'm just gonna go ahead and put it up. And it feels like the day that that will happen will be like Tuesday and Thursday. I I don't know. It just seems like those are the days that I can get this done the 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 most efficiently. I I reached out to you guys for some questions. I need some some show material. I needed some like just things to talk about stuff and 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 whatever. And my gal Ashley, the the nerdy blogger uh, on on the tweets, she she hit me up and, and she wanted to know what was uh what was the best movie that I saw this year so far. Man, there there have only been eleven movies on the big movie list so far, and that's uh that's pretty disappointing there there was only one four star movie but that's a movie that came out last year that was parasite which we rented at a at joe video i guess i guess i'll just read these out let me um i'm away from the mic so i hope that's okay but uh i'm gonna read these out i saw ford versus ferrari we saw underwater 1917 jane silent bob then we saw the gentleman bad boys for life harley quinn parasite the rhythm section with blake lively the Invisible Man and uh, Jesus Rolls. Ashley's number one movie so far was The Invisible Man. I gave that 3.5 mics. That is a, that's a good one. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm looking at the list. I'm far away from the mic. I think out of all these movies, the one that I enjoyed the most was probably The Gentleman, the Guy Ritchie movie with uh, Matt McConaughey and um, Jack Steller. From, from Sons of Anarchy, uh, good old Charlie Hunnam. I, I like that. I actually bought it digitally. I was, I'd get the DVD, I'd get the Blu-ray. If good old Joe Video is open, I would for sure get this. I think it's a lot of fun, has a lot of rewatchability, especially like if you're into that, uh, Guy Ritchie thing, you know, British tough guys and fist fights and things like that. And I, I definitely am. I think the second would probably be Underwater. With Kristen Stewart, the horror movie where they're uh, in an undersea base to collapse. I can I can really relate to that after all that time I spent in the Pooptronics undersea base. I think I think both of those are good. I think Invisible Man is really good. Bad Boys for Life is probably the worst movie I saw this year, and I don't even know why why we went to that. Probably just something to do. Man, the world seems so different when you look back and it's like there were things like theaters and there were things like movies and concerts and all kinds of all kinds of stuff, but I gotta, I gotta be honest, you know, I don't know how much, uh, of these things I'm missing, you know, I'm sure I'm missing some of them, I just dropped something here, let me, um, I have a small little stack of rap casingles right here, and one of my casingles fell, it was Downtown Science Radioactive, right next to that is, uh, MC Search, here it comes, then A-D-O-R, that's another definition of rhythm. Then a main source, Fake in the Funk. Large Professor, Mad Scientist. And filling out the stack is Bounce to This by Showin' A-G. And then also I have uh, Mama Said Knock You Out, Single. And then uh, I'll, I'll Be There For You, You're All I Need to Get By, My Method Man, and Get Off My Log by Milk. I guess while we're here and we're talking rap, which I don't, I don't talk about as much rap. As I would like to, um, Ashley also asked me, what are like five records for somebody who's, who, who's thinking about getting into old school hip hop, but doesn't really know where to start. I, I haven't put like a ton, a ton, a ton of thought into this. These are, these are just like some ones that are, are, are coming off the top of my head that I think are like, I'm, I'm looking for things that are good, like really high quality, but also have like some degree of accessibility because like the thing with rap and, and just like 
different music forms in general is there's like if you're not into it if you don't speak the language if you don't speak the language of the music it's kind of it's kind of inaccessible in a lot of ways but i think that i think i got a few that might be like a good place to start i think the place to start for me is uh three feet high and rising by de la soul i think that is an all-time classic it's de la soul's first it's a lot of good songs but it's also like it's also wacky and kind of lighthearted and has a lot of fun um like skits and stuff i i dig that one a lot i i play it all the time like even still that's a uh, three feet high and rising by de la soul i think uh tribe's second record tribe called quest is second a low end theory i think that is a really, really good record that is, like, easily accessible. It has, like, neat jazzy beats and, like, intelligent lyrics and, and witty wordplay. That's a good one. Probably, uh, Raising Hell by Run DMC. That's, like, an all-time classic. I'm sure you're already, already down with that. That's the one with, you know, Walk This Way and Mary Mary and all that. All that, uh, successful stuff. License the Ill by the Beastie Boys is another one that's like it's easily accessible like you can just pop it in and you can you can just like get 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 with it right off the bat I also like the Cactus album by Third Base that was one that I, I listened to way back in the day that uh like like fully got me invested in the uh in, in, in the rap world uh Four Horsemen by the Ultramagnetic MCs is another one that has like a lot of wacky like sci-fi references and like Star Trek references and the, the music itself is great the the rhymes are, are are like really witty. A lot of clever wordplay. That's something that like that's something I'm definitely into myself. Like clever, witty wordplay. Uh, if you want something harder, and you don't mind like swearing and violence and misogyny and all all those things that uh make hip hop fantastic uh to to a certain type of person. But uh the Wu Tang Clan's first one. Enter the uh 36 Chambers is an all time great man. That move that record. Will, it'll make you feel insane. Like, you'll be listening to it and you'll just be, like, so pumped up that you'll feel, you'll feel insane. I have a playlist that I, that I use called Gym Jams. I bet there's, like, a million different playlists in the world called Gym Jams. But I, I have that one that I, that I use when I'm, when I'm over at that stamp and it's working out. And there's just, like, so much Wu-Tang Clan on that. There's, like, ODB solo stuff. There's, like, Wu-Tang stuff. There's, like, stuff in the Jizza and the RZA. Inspect the Deck. All that stuff. I think... I think any of those are going to give you, like, a, a good idea of, like, what old school rap is, like, about. And and honestly, this is, this is uh, this is like, a little, little sticking point for a lot of things. A lot of people consider, like, old school rap to be, like, the real, real early stuff. Like, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, uh, Africa Bambata, things like that. Like, the real, real old, old stuff. And they believe that when Run DMC dropped Sucka MCs, their first single, that is the moment that resonated with uh, the existence of the new school. And that, like, Run DMC, Public Enemy, De La Soul, Tribe, all these groups, LL Cool J, all these groups are not old school. They're considered new school. But now that era is kind of called the golden age of rap. It's like, it's like comic books. Like how back in the day you had like the golden age. And then when, when the Flash got rebooted, that started the silver age and so on and so on and so on. You have like all the, all these different eras. Rap, rap is kind of breaking down, broken down to the old school, golden age. And then you have like the current era. And I, I don't follow a lot of the current stuff, to be honest. Uh, mostly, like, the the new stuff that I listen to is, like, new stuff from groups that I was already into. I can't think, that, like, off the top of my head if there's, like, a ton of new school rappers. I'm into Tyler, the creator. He had a record last year that I thought was that was really good. Um, but I don't know, man. Go for any of those. Get uh, De La Soul. 
three feet high and rising. It's a guaranteed Source Magazine five mic record. It's an all-time classic. If you like that, dig a little deeper. Get like a Run DMC record. Get like Raising Hell. Listen to that. See how that sounds. Try a little a little Tribe Called Quest. Some of the early Tribe Called Quest. Low in theory. Uh, people's instinctive travels. Um, things like that. You just, just stick there. Stick in that area is my advice to you, I think. But uh, I would love it if you guys have any questions. I, I sometimes run short of topic ideas for this one. Because, you know, we're all stuck in the house and I don't want to... I don't want to run through, like, every old uh, tale that I have in my repertoire. I gotta save some of these for the future. I like I like to talk about what's going on now more than what's going on in the past. You gotta hold on to these, uh, these tales from the days of yore for when you, like, really, really, really need them. When there's, like, absolutely nothing going on. Which I guess, I guess is now, but I still, uh, I still try to find new things first. But at any rate, you guys keep up your, uh... Horsepower initiative, that's super important. Hit me up if you have anything you want me to talk about. That's uh Icy Robots on the tweets, Facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. If you want me on the Facebook, either one is great. I'm on Instagram too, at Icy Robots. I post a lot of pictures of my dog, pictures of my cat, pictures of toys, things like that. Just me out there in the world taking pictures of stuff. I'm gonna go. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Don't let the uh conditions get to you, you know. Just I guess the advice at the end is it really says it all. Do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.